Have you ever heard of Alice Guy Boucher? I'm a filmmaker. I've never even heard of that. I've never heard of Alice. I'd heard of her with one. Uh, no, I'd never heard of her. I think people will think you're making it up. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I'm your host Matthew Perkovich and this is episode number 231. Out now in select cinemas in Australia and available in cinemas, DVD and streaming in the United States is Being Natural, the untold story of Alice Guy Blachet, a documentary that focuses on the story and influence of Alice Guy Blachet, who is considered by many to not only be the first female filmmaker, but one of the first to make a narrative fiction film way back in 1896. Part biography, part investigative piece, and a long-needed correction to the historical record, Being Natural also contributes to the relevant discussion about underrepresentation of female filmmakers in the industry. Joining me now to talk about Being Natural is the film's director and so much more, Pamela B. Green. Pamela, I thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you so much. Um, there is a question that you ask a lot of your interview subjects in your film, which is, have you ever heard of Alice Guy? So I guess I'm going to ask you a question similar to that. When was the first time you heard about Alice and what really made you want to look further into who she was and the impact that she had on the industry? Um, I think for me, when I first found out about her, I was um, actually watching uh, a piece about pioneering women in cinema. And I didn't go to film school. I didn't know anything about early cinema. And uh, she had a small snippet about uh, the fact that she was uh, one of the first to do a narrative. Uh, she wrote, directed, or produced all these films, and she had her own studio. So when I heard the own studio part and that she was doing all these other things, that kind of blew me away. And also... Um, it rewired my brain a little bit because I never really thought about a first female filmmaker and it just wasn't in the air. You know, it was, uh, for me growing up, Spielberg, George Lucas, Corsese, Coppola, of course, you have Agnes Varda, Bigelow, etc. but I didn't really think about women directing even though it was there. Does that make sense? It so that it, just, it just shattered <laughs> Uh, something in my brain and of course right after that I said well of course why, why wouldn't there be somebody and then I just couldn't wait to tell everybody that I knew and I realized that I wasn't the only one and um, then I realized I had to do something about it so Alice, uh, Alice's story is really interesting in that it's not just about her this film talks about the history of filmmaking the art the technology and the business um, and that requires quite a bit of time, resources and money and like I said before this is very much an investigation piece so where do you start with your investigation? Where do you go to first? Do you go to the historical record and see what's written in there? Yes, so I went on Wikipedia first which by the way is the worst thing to do because it tends to be inaccurate and there's so many things on the internet that are inaccurate Yes. Um, but for me I wanted to know everything that was surrounding her because it's such a, a a story that took place such a long time ago. And how do you make it relevant to an audience of 2019 um, and, and understanding the context and showing how she shines 
in that context. So I really needed to kind of get my uh, degree in <laughs> early cinema and and everything surrounding it because, first of all, I wanted to be accurate for her and I wanted to make sure I corrected the record for her and I didn't want anybody to question uh, the film from an academic aspect. So it has the spine of academic accuracy, but it really has the the momentum and feeling of uh, the detective and research because that is what I intended from the very beginning. It, it is truly a detective story to find new material. Um, it's staying up in the middle of the night, you know, looking at little images on the internet, blowing it up, hoping you're going to find something new and having a little celebration every time you find something because it's a milestone. And um, I, I never thought I'd find so much, but I also had faith that I would find things. So it, it's a, it's a up and down process all the way. And it's, uh, it, it, was, it was painful and gratifying at the same time. So um, I don't recommend you do this at home if you don't want to put in the work and know that it's going to consume all of you. I was just so um, passionate about her story and... I just felt that I had to do this for her, you know, and that's why I made the documentary. I just felt like I had to do this. So it's a, it's not a linear process. Like one minute you're researching through books and you're trying to find things. One minute you're going online, you're trying to get funding. You know, we had a Kickstarter campaign. One minute I'm talking to somebody who might, might be a descendant of somebody that you might have worked with. There's just so many different ways to do research in a, in a detective setting that's not the usual academic setting, if that makes sense. I wasn't confined, and I didn't want to be confined. I wanted to know as much as possible, and even if there were dead ends, it's okay because it led to something else. You, you mentioned Kickstarter just now. Um, I've spoken to a lot of filmmakers, especially independent filmmakers, and they've had mixed reactions towards crowdfunding, whether it's through Kickstarter or any other type of uh, crowdfunding um, platform. What is your experience in regards to it? Was it something that you might think of doing again for future projects if need be? Or did you find it to be a positive experience um, and a beneficial one considering um, you were starting from scratch and this is very much your project and you need funds to pay for the resources in the travel and the, in order other types of um, things needed to delve into this story? Absolutely. Um at the beginning, I was writing my own checks. So um, then it got to a point where um, I couldn't write any more checks because my day job, I do opening credits uh, for films. I work on films from an editorial aspect, award shows, etc. But, you know, you could only pour in so much when you're working on something this um, intense and massive. Um, Kickstarter at the time was not, like, to me, it's an older platform I mean, I did the Kickstarter 2013, so it's a long time ago. Um, it was great because it made the audience aware of this project and got a lot of publicity, and then people came from different parts to donate to the project, have a main donation base to the end of this film. But also the Kickstarter audience can be very tough on you. I mean, it took me five years to from that... Make me, it took me almost 10 years, but it took me um, six years, actually, to deliver the film 
to the Kickstarter backers. And, you know, they were like, where is it already? Why is it taking so long? And if they only understood the research. But it did help me get other funders. Like Dina Davis's um, CEO of a company told a woman, and then she bought somebody else to the table who bought somebody else to the table. So I think as, as hard as it is tweeting, you know, asking people to donate, etc. what is an independent person to do when they don't have the resources, right? You know, studios didn't want to make this movie. They said, oh, nobody cares about a silent film, you know, director, a woman, French, you're screwed. You know, you're never going to get it made. So you have to find ways, and um, there's so many ways today. If it's not Kickstarter, it's Indiegogo, or it's GoFundMe, there's grants, you know, there's all these different ways. It might be hard work, but the price of being able to get something done and also the price of freedom. You know, I made the movie that I wanted to make, mm-hmm. you know. So not like, oh, do this, but take this out and forget that, you know. <laughs> so, um, but I think it's important and it's important to be the movie. I wish I would have done it earlier you know uh, many filmmakers ask me for advice and i just say get the funding sooner because money goes fast you know um there's many things about alice's life and career that it's impressive i mean she made a thousand movies 22 features i think the most impressive thing about her life to me joe was the foundation of solak studios in new jersey of all places i had I had no idea, and it's probably, maybe it's ignorance on my part, maybe I'm not as brushed off in my movie history as I thought I was, that New Jersey was the creative film hub in America before Hollywood. Um, When you find out about Solak Studios and how she co-founded this space that not only created films, but invested in new technologies that led up to other filmmakers to make films and so on and so forth, how surprising and impressive was that to you, being someone who's been investigating um, Alice's career for so long now? That is what, that day that I saw that little snippet that she had her own studio, that's what blew my mind. I basically was like, what? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So I was as astonished as you. And then Fort Lee, you know, we all think it's Hollywood or, you know, French, you know, all these things. So... Uh, that completely blew my mind and I needed to rebuild it for her so people understood, you know, the artistry that went in and that it's not just the first female filmmaker. Okay, fine, that's a trivia piece. Yes. She's made one of the first narratives. Okay, fine, that's another trivia piece. She wrote, directed, or produced a thousand films and built her own studio and was a businesswoman running it she was an artist and an entrepreneur and moved the medium forward with the language of, you know, grammar that we use in, in cinema today. I mean, all the pieces are there. Setting up this, the beginning of the studio system, it just, it's mind-blowing. So I still, when I talk about it, even though I feel like she took a big chunk of my life, um, I, I still am astonished that she was able to do that back then and she had the foresight to see that it would be something valuable. Another part of the film which I felt very interesting was the historical record of movie history. 
Um, for a very long time, Alice did not get her due. She was not credited for the movies that she made or was not even spoken of or written of at all when it comes to the history of the studios of significant, um, the, uh, as being a part of the lives of very significant other filmmakers as well. When you come across all these different eras within he, the historical record, what's going through your mind? I mean, you yourself work in the industry. You are no doubt a student of film as well. Does it put into question all the other things that you had, you thought was was you know canon at that point in your life when it came to where we came from as an industry, what the his, what the history of our industry was? I am not a student of film, so that's uh, good for you to know, um, and that actually will help with me answering this question. Um, you know, I didn't go to film school. I, I never knew how to even edit before I did this. Everything I learned on the job, kind of the way uh, she did in, in some respects, um, I felt uh, robbed in a way. And I think many people do when they watch this film because here you have this woman who's doing all these things and we look at history thinking it's Méliès at the beginning of cinema, Lumière, Lamont, all these other people, and then all these other women that followed her if I would have known that earlier, you know, and I think Jodie Foster said that herself, it would have given more confidence, you know, to her even to start directing earlier or thinking about it that way. Because, it, like I said, for me, it wasn't in the air either. So um, this, I hope, by rewriting this and correcting the record for her, but just uh, for history uh, itself, it can show boys and girls, men and women, that there were both genders at the beginning of cinema that were part of its creation and its pioneering of all these different things. And it's so important. And I think so many women haven't been recorded and documented in cinema, but it's been happening across many industries. So this hopefully is going to create more stories that need light shined on them so they can be told so then we just continue history is filled with holes we need to continue to fill in the holes to set up this mosaic of something that's a little bit more correct i mean i don't know if you know the story of the mona lisa yes. the one it was him as a man then it was him and his mistress <laughs> you know, it, the story kept changing you know Amelia Earhart's story kept, keeps changing history is constantly constantly changing and I had a lot of pushback from historians when I made this. Like, oh, everybody knows about Alice, but if we get rid of you guys, then nobody would know about her. And they weren't open to new material, new documentation. And you have to be open to something new. And then after this film, maybe somebody will find something else to con continue to complete the picture by looking at it with a fresh lens and new technologies to uncover you know, some of these uh, stories and things that happened back then. I always also find very interesting about this film is the correlation between the filmmaker and her subject and something that both you and Alice have a lot of things in common, but one of the, one thing in particular that really struck me was um, the idea of new technologies and both of you getting used to new type of technologies, new things. Alice, of course, had a lot of things in regards to filmmaking technology. 
you did as well. You stepped in. This was your first feature film, so you worked with new films there. You, the first time as an editor, um, which I found very interesting considering the amount, amount of material that you had in front of you. I'm sure the editing process would have been something just fantastic for you. Um, also, I, I find really interesting that this is very much a globe-trotting story, um, and I'm very curious, did all of your, um, all of your kind of um, interviews and such, were they done over the internet, for example? I mean, how much of a resource that is these days as well? I use it all the time. You and I are talking uh, through Skype. I think it's such a magnificent thing. Can you talk to me about getting used to new technologies, new uh, new ways of creating films and editing especially? Is that something that you want to go forth with and do more uh, work with with your own features? Um, that's funny that you are mentioning that point. Um, in my day job, I would always give um, editorial notes and also I would do selections and you know time codes and pick shots and and do a lot of those stuff so i was uh, a creative director and i still am um and i would cut audio for some reason i love audio but uh when i was working on this the first thing i said is like i'm gonna do skype calls and then i'm gonna show a postcard and then she's growing up with cinema so the movie's gonna go up as well because we'll have 60, 60 millimeter, we'll have 35 millimeter, we'll have 16 millimeter, we'll have 8 millimeter, we'll have a umatic tape, we'll have video, we'll have all these different formats in the film, including the graphics animation, so will be filled with all these ways of being able to tell stories, and all these mediums, iPhone, FaceTime, Skype, I love it. I think, you know, people are like, oh, it's not cinematic, why does she have to do the phone calls, it's not interesting, why does she have to do the Skype, why do we need to see this stuff? It's the process of investigation, and I think it creates excitement because I'm taking you with me on my journey to uncover Alice's story. So I love that. Um, editing, yes, for my future project because I already have something else I want to do, but um, probably not the main one, probably just my specific shots, and then I would just have somebody helping me. Um, as well, because I feel like this kind of did me in. Um, I did have people helping me, like finishing and stuff like that. But sitting there with my co-producer Cosimo, going through the massive amounts of material and cutting it down and cutting it down. The movie was two hours and forty-five minutes as my first cut, and then it was two hours when it got accepted to Cannes, and then I managed to cut out another eighteen minutes. So I'm definitely a slicer and dicer. <laughs> But uh, a full-time editing like that, I wouldn't want to. I would want a, a partner in crime. That's for sure. Um, final question here: This movie is a lot of things. I think for a lot of people, it's a engrossing film. It's a it's entertaining film. It's a just a illuminating, insightful movie. Um, but for yourself, uh, Pamela. When you look back on those five years and now that you're talking about the film, it's out in cinemas, people can watch it um, in different parts of the globe. What does this whole process mean to you? Do you feel like that you have done a, a great service, which I believe you have done, uh, by the way, to not only the filmmaking community, uh, but also to a whole gender, who especially within the industry that you work with uh, are underrepresented and uh, need to have stories like Alice's stories to show 
um, that yes, it can be done in a lot of ways. It can be done without the need of anyone else to uh, to back you or what ha or what have you. Because Alice's story is very much a story of of a person of a woman who did it her way um, and did it um, uh, by on, on on her terms as well. Yes, um, the Kickstarter was six years, but the whole process is close to ten. Wow. Um, I have my ups and downs. I mean, sometimes I say, what did I do? You know, this is so much time out of my life, or is it good enough for Alice? Would she have liked this? Did I do enough for her? Um, so I have those moments. But then I have moments like now when I'm talking to you, and I'm seeing, you know, the articles and uh, and her face on things and her quotes, and she's speaking and it's just so special that her story is getting out in the biggest way ever. You know, I'm, I'm never going to be able to pull out of early cinema. She's there forever, but I have definitely expanded her audience and brought her to the masses. And I've changed history, so that makes me proud. You know, people say, if you never did anything again, you should be proud. But it's never enough for me. But I feel like for her... I corrected her record. Well, for everyone out there listening, um, Be Natural, the untold story of Alice Guy Blachet, um, out now um, both in the US and in Australia as well. There is a website you can go to, benaturalthemovie.com. And Pamela, I know you guys are all over Twitter and Facebook as well. Yes, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh and you said benaturalthemovie.com. What's great about Alice, if you want to see her in a theater, you can in the U.S. If you want to see her on VOD, you can. And we just keep attacking territories around the world, one territory at a time. And our goal is to get her everywhere so everybody knows about her and we change history. And look, it's a fantastic movie. And let me just end by saying I thank you very much for making this film. I think it is a much-needed movie. Um, and I also thank you very much for your time today. Uh, Pamela B. Green, I look forward to seeing more work from you in the future. I think you did a fantastic job here and on your on your feature film. And uh, I can't wait to see more stuff. And congratulations again on being natural. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon.